You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic today. It's July 6, 2017. My name is Phil Prosman-Reich. I'm the expert and site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. We have made it to the final day of Summer League, so I'll share some thoughts on the penultimate game from Summer League, and, and uh, I think one of the big themes about it, seeing some of these guys at the end of the bench, you probably don't really have a shot at making the NBA, but we'll talk just a little bit about them, give them their shine, as this is really a chance for everyone to try and, and find a place in the basketball world. So we'll talk a little bit about some of these guys and, and some of the basic lessons that we've learned from Summer League. We'll have a more complete Summer League recap on tomorrow's episode of Locked on Magic. Um, at the very least, uh, I'll talk about it. My takeaways from Summer League, hope, hoping to maybe get a guest on as well for that from Orlando. Um, by the time you're probably listening to this, Summer League will be over. Magical play at 10 a.m. Uh, against the Charlotte Hornets in the, I think it's the fifth place game. Fifth place game, uh, so we'll take so we'll have a complete recap of that. But uh, a lot of what we've seen from summer leagues pretty much done. So we'll uh, have our final takeaways on tomorrow's episode, and then I'm gonna close out today's show by talking a little bit about the free agency market and how it's shifted in the last 24 to 36 hours and what that means for the Orlando Magic. But let's start with summer league. It has been quite the journey to get through the regular season. Uh, the Magic had their off day. On July 4th, um, played their final summer league game before the championship day on Thursday, the final day, uh, and took home a nice 84-73 win. Not a lot to complain about. We've seen the team play some pretty solid defense for a team that that really hasn't been together very often. But what marked Wednesday's game as slightly different in the games before is that in some way, it was about the other players, the players that haven't gotten a lot of playing time and are scratching and falling for their basketball lives in many ways. They got their chance to shine. And what do I mean by that? Well, Jonathan Isaac has been shut down for the rest of summer. He, he, he didn't play Wednesday. He will not play Thursday. So the intrigue with Isaac is a little bit gone. And as I said yesterday, and I'll, I'm sure I'll say again tomorrow, Isaac played fantastic this summer. Like he did everything the Magic could have hoped for, and maybe a little bit more. Um, I, I personally, I was very, very happy with how he played. Um, Sinks that the hip injury was gone because I thought that he played his best game in uh, Monday's game, his finale at Summer League. But I'd seen all I needed to see. I am perfectly okay with shutting him down, even if he didn't have the hip injury. Seen all I needed to see. Let's be protective of him, um, let him let him uh, get working on himself. But certainly some of the other players still needed to get a little bit of a look. Uh, and, and by that, I even specifically mean players that haven't gotten the same kind of, sh- kind of shine that they might have otherwise gotten. Isaac, you know, wasn't the central focus of the offense, but he took up a lot of attention. And so there are definitely a few players that haven't played as much, that caught my eye in Wednesday's game. Perhaps as a guy to put it on the Lakeland Magic, or maybe a little bit more. Now, Derek Walton Jr. has been the breakout star for the Magic Summer League team. He's had a fantastic Summer League. 
Um, the, the rumor going around or around the Amway Center is that the Magic will officially give him a training camp invite. I don't know if that'll get announced before the end of the week, but it certainly seems very, very likely that Derek Walton will be on the Magic's training camp roster. Entering Summer League, I was a big guy thinking that there was going to be a little bit of a point guard battle between Kalen Lucas and Derek Walton Jr. I thought both were very capable guards and perfectly able to compete for that C.J. Watson third point guard spot. I think that spot's open, and I think the Magic want to use it on someone. So, Walton and and Lucas were the two guys that I was really looking at, and Walton um, really stole Magic fans' attention. But Kalen Lucas has had a very good year, too. And Lucas had a really, really good game Wednesday, reminding everyone why he is definitely still in that running, and, and I think very much could get that invite, too, because he's a lot more established than Walton. He has played it, played professionally for some time now. Um, I think that he is definitely someone that, that's a little bit more of a known commodity. On Wednesday, he scored 20 points, 8 for 14 shooting, 2 for 7 from me on the arc, and 7 assists. He was able to get to where he wanted on the court. He was able to pass the ball well. He was able to shoot the ball well. Just a very solid effort. And that's something that he's done throughout the week. He didn't play in Monday's game. But Lucas was still uh, has still been a very good player. He actually leads the team in scoring for the week. So I wouldn't look past Lucas. Now, obviously, there's a little bit of an age factor. Um, Walton is, is younger, so maybe you're willing more willing to invest in him. But, you know, Lucas, again, you know what you're getting. He played for the Erie Bayhawks last year, so he's familiar with the Magic um, as an organization. But definitely an interesting player to, to look at for the team. Just a solid overall point guard. You know what you're getting from him. And he played really, really well on Wednesday. Um, if I'm not mistaken, he had 19, he was a, a contributor on 19 of the team's first 23 points. To me, that says a guy who is making an impact on the floor, making an impact for his team. But there were definitely some other guys who, who finally got a, a closer look on the floor, both for good and bad. You know, with Steven Zimmerman gone, the Magic needed some big help. Um, they added uh, uh, Prishmik Karnowski, uh, the big guy from Gonzaga, seven foot, 300 pounds um, from, from Gonzaga. He was playing for the Charlotte Hornets. They added him to the roster late. Uh, really picked up what the Magic were doing and looked like a natural fit with what the Magic were doing. Now, he is just he doesn't move very well. He's not exactly quick. I don't know if there's a fit for him in the NBA anywhere, but the guy can play. Uh, Karnowski, 7 for 12, 14 points, 5 rebounds. Really impressed with his, with his footwork. Um, you know, it's a little bit slow and clunky, but he gets the job done and he's big. It's tough to move a guy that's that big. Defensively, obviously, he's going to struggle with with quicker players, but really impressive showing from him. Hassan Martin, who is a guy that I had my eye on throughout the summer league process, a great shot blocker, able to fly around the rim. Uh, you know, in the little bit of open practice that I, in the little bit of the practice that I saw before summer league, he was really really active, just getting after the glass. But his size is a problem. Six foot seven makes it tough for him to finish around the basket when he gets rebounds. Um, you know, he is sometimes a little bit over eager to block shots. A uh, lot of the flaws that you would expect from a player like him. But he got his first meaningful playing time 
on Wednesday. 12.7 rebounds, 4 for 11 shooting. Other guys that got their first run, Kellen Dunham, uh, Stevin Jankovic, uh, Aroli Pauly, Tyler Harvey got his first extended run, made some shots, 6 points, 2 for 4 shooting, which was really good to see. Shot form looks much more natural and confident, um, which is hard to say with Harvey because he just seems like every shot he's taking is, is confident. Um, he's better at making plays than he was before. Don't know if he's NBA ready. I, I don't anticipate the Magic inviting him to camp. Um, I'm sure they'd love to see him in Lakeland, but I think his money's going to be elsewhere. Uh, on top of all that, you're, you're still getting solid efforts from Marcus Georges Hunt. 10 points for him on the day, 4 assists, 4 rebounds. Um, Patricio Garino had a nice game for a change, 6 points, 2 for 3. He's really struggled this summer league. He started making his shots look a lot better. And then Derek Walton Jr., of course, had a solid game as well. Um, Wesley Awundu struggled a little bit. I hope that we'll see Awundu uh, turn his shot around a little bit more on on Thursday's finale. Uh, but we've seen a lot from him defensively and athletically. Um, I don't know what direction the Magic are going to go with him. I, I don't know if a two-way contract is the right play for him. But I, I do like Awundu a lot still, and I think that we'll see him in a Magic uniform in some capacity, whether it's on a two-way contract with Lakeland or kind of holding on to his rights, having him play in Lakeland and bringing him up when he is ready. Um, this summer league, you know, Wednesday's game was about giving some guys a different look. And what's really, I think, encouraging as well is they all really took to what Coach Chad Forcier was asking his team to do, uh, and, and it made the Magic better for it. Well, we're just trying to make sure that a few guys had an opportunity that hadn't gotten a chance today. So we tried to, you know, get some guys in there that um, hadn't, you know, been out in the games yet. And, you know, the mission is, is the same for everybody. We told everybody from the start of camp we wanted to play harder than our opponent, you know, for more of the game than they do. Um, we want to get smarter as the week goes on. And we want to play the game together on both ends of the court, you know, with the ball moving. Uh, trying to make someone else you know, look better than yourself. And so it, it doesn't matter who you are. Uh, as soon as you go in the game, that's what the expectation is. I think it's safe to say that Coach Chad Forcier's mission has been fulfilled through four games, even though the Magic are 2-2. Two and two. Orlando has played a very distinct style. They played very well on the defensive end, uh, and that is certainly something that the Magic hope carries over to the main roster. These guys have worked really hard. Um, they've played far better than I think a lot of us expected that they would play together as a unit. Um, definitely have some flaws offensively. I mean, I don't think that's any any secret. And, you know, defense comes and goes with Summer League. But you look at some of these Summer League stats, you look at, say, even yesterday's game, Knicks are probably the worst team in the Summer League. But Magic shoot 47.1%, 9 for 21 from beyond the arc, uh, have 21 assists on 33 makes. Hold New York to 37.1% shooting, 6 for 21 from the floor, and forced 20 turnovers for 28 points. Magic did some real good stuff on the defensive end on Wednesday with their basically their, their bare-bones unit or, or more bare-bones unit. So players are working hard. They're really taking to the coaching that Chad Forcier has given, uh, and that has made them a better team. And so um, I think that... Orlando so far can certainly call this summer league a success. They've learned a lot about some key players for them, uh, and they've learned a lot about some other um, aspects of their culture that that they want to bring to the main roster next year. So we'll we'll see how it all plays out in September, of course. But so far, so good in summer league. But of course, not everything that happens in summer league is really about what's going on on summer league. In fact. 
what happens on the court at Summer League is rather inconsequential at the end of the day. You know, you know when you look at it, Jonathan Isaac's going to make the roster. Marcus George's Hunt is probably going to make the roster. Wesley Wundu will probably make the roster. Derek Walton has been a nice surprise, but, you know, we're not talking about a team full of NBA players. And at that, you know, I like Marcus George's Hunt a lot, but I'm not sure he is much more than, you know, a 10th guy, 11th guy on the roster. No offense. But what happens at Summer League also is the moving and shaking of free agency. And perhaps there's some frustration for Magic fans. The Magic have been insanely quiet. I mean, the most, the biggest, you know, free agency transaction that I've heard of at Summer League was the Magic asking around to find an extra center with all their, with a lot of their centers, Matt Costello, Jalen Jones, uh, leaving for Vegas early. So, the Magic have been very, very quiet. In fact, the Magic have made no moves in free agency so far, at least none that have been announced or reported. And yeah, that has Magic fans a little bit on edge. But I think Tuesday represents a little bit of a turning point. I think Tuesday was the day when we will start to see the Magic become more active and more involved. And I should always preface this by saying, do not take a lack of reporting as a lack of activity. Just because the Magic are not reported to be doing anything does not mean they are not doing anything. They're probably working the phones and doing as much as they can. But they're not going to rush into something or do something just to do something. That's an important distinction too. But the Gordon Hayward signing or the announcement that Gordon Hayward will join the Boston Celtics has kind of opened up the second wave of free agency signings. Hayward was a big domino that had to fall, especially among wing players. Everyone was kind of waiting to see where they were going to go because of where Hayward was going to go. If Hayward chose to stay with the Jazz, then all of a sudden the Heat and Celtics would need wings. If he leaves the Jazz, now the Jazz need one. The Jazz reportedly immediately tried to go after Otto Porter. You'll start to see some of these moves get made. Tim Hardaway Jr., Jonathan Simmons. These guys have been in a holding pattern to waiting for this chip to fall to figure out what options are available to them. And so they'll begin to, to, to fall one by one. And when they fall, the teams that don't get their guy, whether it's Rudy Gay or Jonathan Simmons or Tim Hardaway Jr. or Otto Porter or Contavious Caldwell-Pope, they'll turn to the trade market to resolve their issues. You look at a team like the Boston Celtics right now. There's a very real possibility they're going to trade one of Marcus Smart, Jay Crowder, or Avery Bradley. And in fact, reports out there suggest that the Jazz and Celtics are working on a sign-in trade that would bring Jay Crowder to Utah. Boston needs to clear some cap if they're going to sign Gordon Hayward or make another move. It seems like they're trying to clear some cap to keep Kelly Olynyk as well. And so if a team trying to clear some cap, all of a sudden, C.J. Watson's contract looks attractive. All of a sudden, you know, maybe you're looking to add some depth or shed some salary. Now Orlando can absorb some salary cap, some cap 
or some money because they have extra cap space to use. This is where the Magic come in. This is the part of the summer where the Magic can make their impact. It's very key that, that we recognize this. That the Magic are now in the place where they can play their cards. As I've said throughout the summer, don't expect the Magic to be super active on free agency. They only have roughly now about $11 million of cap room. They could spend it. They still could spend it. But it seems more likely that they'll be looking to maybe take on some salary in a trade. Help a team clear some cap to go out and sign players. That seems to be a way for the Magic to make some some dramatic improvements. It's easy to look at Boston's roster and think, maybe Nikola Vucevic fits there finally. They need a backup big. And if the Celtics can cobble together $12 million in salary that the Magic are willing to take, maybe there's a deal there. I'm not saying there is a deal there, but maybe there is. So the point is being, this is the time for the Magic to strike. This is the time for Orlando to become more active and more engaged in this free agency process. This is, in my estimation, part of the plan the Magic had for their offseason. They were waiting for this moment to go out and make these free agency moves. And now they have the opportunity to do so. Now, of course, the Magic Summer League is over, so it won't happen in Orlando. You know, I, I my understanding is that Jeff Weltman and John Hammond will both be in Vegas. They'll That's where pretty much every NBA executive is going to be. So there, there's going to be some action in the next week, few weeks. I have no doubt about that. The Magic are not going to just stand pat. Something is going to happen. But it may not be kind of the big splashy move you're thinking of. It's probably going to be a cost-cutting salary cap move for someone. That's what the Magic need to do. And so now at this phase of free agency is the part that they enter the fray. And so I would expect them to begin making those moves now and begin making those moves very, very soon. I think things will pick up for the Magic very shortly. I want to thank everyone for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Like I said, tomorrow we'll have a more complete recap of Summer League, the comings and goings, on a review of of how the Magic did, how the key Magic players did. I hope to maybe get a guest on as well to talk about that. I'll just kind of recap the week in general. Uh, Other than that, it's been a fantastic week of Summer League. Uh, I love Summer League. Um, You know, basketball's kind of iffy at best sometimes, but um, always good to, to get the gang back together. Be in the arena. Um, you know, we saw Alfred Payton at, at Summer League today. Mo Harkless, Kylo Quinn, Victor Oladipo have been around. Good to see some familiar faces. Terrence Ross was in earlier in the week. Um, so, a lot, lot going on, obviously, at Summer League. It's been kind of quiet on the transactional front, but plenty of action on the court. So, we'll have our complete recap of that on tomorrow's episode. For live updates from Summer League tomorrow, be sure to check me out on Twitter at OmagicDaily as well as at PhilipRR underscore. OMD. That's P-H-I-L-I-P-R-R underscore O-M-D. Be sure to follow me there as well for my individual thoughts on the Orlando Magic. Uh, Magic, again, tip off at 10 a.m. against the Charlotte Hornets. You can also follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked on Magic as well as like us on Facebook at Locked on Magic. 
Be sure to subscribe to the podcast if you have not already on iTunes, Audio, and Stitcher. Tune in and all the fun places you download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. And finally, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. And for coverage of the rest of the teams in the NBA, be sure to check out the Locked On NBA Podcast Network. Just search for Locked On and the team you're looking to hear about. There is a Locked On NBA Podcast for you. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic, this has been Philip Rossman Reich. I'll see you all again tomorrow on another episode of Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.